the supreme need of our time is for men to learn to live together in peace and harmony. I have directed the continued and increased close surveillance of Cuba and its military buildup. This is a strong nation. This is a compassionate nation. This is a decent nation. And this is a nation that will not let terrorists change our way of life. And with eyes fixed on the horizon and God's grace upon us, we carried forth that great gift of freedom and delivered it safely to future generations. Welcome back to another episode of The American Perspective. Joining me this week is based Amy from the United Kingdom. And as always, we're glad to have her on. And there's quite a bit to talk about today. So Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Joshua. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure as always to have you. Um, so let's just start a little bit for those that are that are still following, you know, coming into your fellowship, let's call it. Um, <laughs> what's been going on that led us up to today's talk? Well, um, as you know, Joshua, I've, I've become fallen into the sort of political activism in, in this country, in England, due to the Brexit uh, fiasco, the referendum. And uh, what I need to get out there now is I am actually being punished. I'm being uh, gagged and I'm being prevented from going to an area that I need to get to because I... This is, this is the story, is that I have been speaking out about Brexit and about free speech and authoritarianism. And I've pretty much been doing the three things for a couple of years now um, and become much more active in London. And I got into the habit of going to Parliament, uh, which is a public building like, like uh, in America, is the, the Congress. I believe that's a public building as well. Mm-hmm. So... I've been going there and hoping to be able to in- engage with some MPs to just talk to them about what's going on because they're just making such a cluster of of the whole referendum going back on what we voted for. So um, as it happened this year in particular, as we were leading up to the, to the deadline of the 29th of March, I went to a few events that were ticketed events to do with various politicians or public figures like Gina Miller, Guy Van Rompuy, the um, actually it's Guy Verhofstadt. Anyway, there's a few politicians and p- political figures I went to, and the long and the short of it is, I went to an event that uh, an MP was hosting, ticketed event, and spoke there in a in a debate about. It was called the Great British Brexit Balls Up, and they invited everybody to come along and vent our frustrations. And so I happened to live stream this event back in January. And I also, and I, you know, the event became a little bit, um, well, people got a little bit emotional because I was talking about Brexit and the person's job that I didn't think was doing a very good job, the host or the guest host. And so I ended up leaving. Everybody can see that on YouTube, by the way, because it is live. It was live streamed and uploaded on my based Amy YouTube channel. And then uh, it just so happened that in March, not long before the deadline, I happened to be up there again and went into Parliament, into what's called the central lobby where the media all has their cameras and that's the sort of central area where politicians 
gather and go back and forth from the House of Commons to the Lords. It's sort of like a central area of meeting and, and sort of going off into the different places. And you can speak to people and have a chat and talk to MPs and everything else. So I was there, happened to see the same person in front of a television camera. So I took the opportunity to make a public statement, which uh, was calling a person, a person, a traitor, and all the other MPs who'd voted against uh, Brexit our leave uh, decision. And I was ushered out of the um, building. They didn't put their hands on me at that point, the, the police and the security. And then about 10 days later, I was back up there, just myself talking on the phone, and I was ordered to leave. I decided to film what was happening because I realized something was going to happen. So, and you're not supposed to film, but I did it from my own uh, evidence, if you like. And I did not expect to happen what happened, which was me getting physically removed from the building. And it was because I'd called somebody a traitor. Um, I'd never been spoken to about the police to do with it from either event, either time, because what I did was perfectly lawful and within my rights in this country with free speech protest and questioning representatives that's supposed to be my right as a citizen and so from march to august i didn't have another encounter with that person didn't contact them nothing but i did actually speak to many other several other politicians all of which i've got on on my youtube on record on film and the next thing i know the end of august i got a phone call from a detective constable, George Allen, inviting me in for a voluntary interview to talk about harassing the uh, uh, accusation of a harassment of this particular person. Now, because of what's happened, I am not allowed to even mention this person's name on social media. I cannot refer to that person publicly. Uh, and the reason <laughs> what's happened is this person claimed that they were terrified of me, um, really oh, going way over the top, George. It's unbelievable what this person has claimed. And, and the wonderful thing is, is that my encounters are captured on film and everybody can see exactly what I did was perfectly fine. Yeah. And this person has taken advantage of a law which has seen many people get punished and put in prison and fined and all the rest of it. And it's to do with harassment, causing harassment, alarm, and distress. The law was put in place, mainly it was directed to people of victims of domestic violence or of, yeah, of domestic violence, really, of people in relationships and their boyfriend or husband wouldn't leave them alone and was harassing them and, and causing them to fear for physical harm, okay? That was the whole point of that law. Unfortunately, people have abused that law into the PC world that we're living in of this whole cultural Marxist feelings matter, words matter. So calling somebody a name now has been, <laughs> well, I, you know, you know, my have a gay day. Well, you know, here, here's the thing too, is uh, honestly, she should be afraid. Not that you would ever harm her, but you, you have made such an impact in the United Kingdom and abroad. I mean, as far as Australia, uh, with, with with how you work and the message that you know that you continue to spread, so she knows that 
you will have an impact because as your message gets out and more people understand what's going on, it's going to have a negative impact on her. It's her ego that I'm hurting. It's the ego. That's mm. the harm. The only harm is going to be to her ego. And that, that is, that is the only danger that she has. And obviously, uh, Joshua, thank you for what you just said. And, you know, my message is about you know, what this country, England, has created, what it stands for to do with freedoms. Yeah, you know, I was involved with Hyde Park talking about free speech and our right to question authority, to lawful rebellion. I'm very much into the Constitution, which the American Constitution is obviously based on our Constitution. Sensibly, the American founders put it on paper and clearly worded it very simply put unfortunately for us in england the it's it's it is written down um but it's uh, say 1689 as the bill of rights and uh, the magna carta still yep. holds true from 1215 i was just going to bring that up because my dad and i were talking about your situation and he said, obviously, the people forgot about the Magna Carta, which was when mm -hmm. they took the power away from the sovereign crown and gave it to the people. Yet they're cycling the abuse right back to what was under the crown into their own government. Oh, and, and honestly, Joshua, the, the long and the short of it is right now, I, um, this, this, this person took this case against me because I do believe two people pled guilty to the same exact same type of issue where they called this person a Nazi. And uh, it, that's all on film as well. They were just, they, they, they didn't do anything wrong, but unfortunately they caved into the threat of prison. They were terrified of it. And so they pled guilty, which just led the way to me now facing what I'm facing. But the difference yeah. is, is that I'm not pleading guilty. I've done nothing wrong and I will not plead guilty to what I did uh, and give them free reign to go after everybody else. And there are people in prison right now because of expressing opinions. And it just so happens that incredibly, uh, the timing of what's going on right now could not have been planned in, you know, and it could not have been foreseen. It's incredible because the elections came up the general elections have come up and I was contacted, but I was due for trial on the 8th of November. Okay. I mean, I, I was, uh, it, you know, the story of how I was arrested. It's just, I can't, I can go into detail. It is truly shocking what, 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 how we're being treated here, but I'll skip that for the moment because actually what's happened is on the 31st of October, I was contacted for, by the leader of the English Democrats party. And even though it's called the English Democrats, it's got nothing to do, it cannot be associated with the American Democrat right. Party because it's just totally different. Mm -hmm. no, no association. But so I was asked by the English Democrats, which believes in England, putting England first, they're just bringing English history back, looking out for the for people of this country. If I would like to stand as a, as a candidate representing their party in the constituency of Broxtow in Nottingham, which is that the constituency of the person who's taken me to court, who's used the law and abused the law and, and totally, oh, it's just, it's unreal. And so to come out, to come after me. And so obviously me being me, loving the chance to debate and <laughs> competition, I, I say, I accepted that invitation. Um, what I didn't know 
was what was the, the consequence of accepting it would be in that this is going to expose just how bad things are in this country inadvertently it will it is going to show where we are how the crisis that we're in with regards to our rights and freedoms because on the 8th i went to trial um and i can tell you that everybody who took the witness box except me lied through their teeth about what happened even though i have video evidence they showed it selectively they showed selective parts obviously and the prosecutor lied and um anyway the 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 decision wasn't made then the 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 trial was delayed for uh the next week and in the meantime i went up to broxtow to get the what the, the procedure you need to do is you have to go get signatures of you have to have 10 uh, members of the electorate who will sign to say that they're happy for you to run uh, in their constituency. So I did. I was able to get 10 signatures. And then you have to submit paperwork and a fee of £500. So I went up on the Sunday, got the signatures, then went back on the Tuesday to hand the paperwork in, became an official candidate for the parliamentary election, for the general elections on the 12th of December, and my solicitor told me not to say anything publicly, just just because, you know, it could cause an issue, which it shouldn't. But so I didn't say anything. But what I didn't know was that the woman who took my paperwork informed the opponent's agent who saw mm. me coming out of a lift that I was indeed running. And that obviously got to the police. It got to the courts. And so when I reappeared in court on Friday, uh, sorry. Yeah, on Friday uh, last week, uh, a week ago, you know, two days ago, the the judge was incensed, and wait a minute, was it? Sorry, I'm sorry, I might get the timing wrong. But when I appeared in court, the judge could not understand why I would do that. They added to my charges because I was accused of stalking, of being obsessed, of being you know totally. Uh, you know, irrational with my my actions of what I did, and the fact that I decided to go to that constituency to run completely escaped the judge's uh, way. She couldn't understand the thinking. So, you, I kid you not. On Wednesday, I went back to court to hear the verdict, and the judge wanted to send me to prison on Wednesday for 12 weeks because in her mind I the, the, even though it wasn't my idea she's blaming me for accepting the invitation to run cannot understand why I could do that it was mean it's unkind of me to do that because surely I'd know that that would upset this person oh her feelings <laughs> oh, might get hurt isn't that terrible oh, honestly and um, so the, the the whole idea of the ballot box, doing it lawfully, competing with somebody on a on a, on a even level to debate and challenge their job performance, which has been woeful for nine years, uh, that that totally escaped the judge's mind. All she's all about is to do with feelings. And I tell you what, Joshua, this the the person who is the yeah, the 
let's see, I don't know what to say. I've, I've got to be careful how I, because I don't, I can't call them a victim. I mean, it's just, it's totally ridiculous because it's the ego that has been the victim of my, my words of questioning. Um, is one of the strongest, most vocal, most aggressive politicians that is known in this country. I mean, just a formidable, in fact, as I'll quote one of her assistants, is referred to in the witness box as a formidable woman. So not some delicate, delicate wallflower who just would not say boo to a goose, right? Yeah. We're talking about a very strong-willed person. So portraying this person as being afraid of me who all I did was call them a traitor and question their job performance. Honestly, I say, I've got it on film, which is so fantastic, has um, made her want to send me to prison. She, In fact, actually, what's worse, Joshua, she's ordered. The only reason why I didn't go to prison on Wednesday, and by the way, the prosecution didn't even mention prison. The prosecution actually said that even though prison would be an option, he didn't feel that what I did was would actually reach that level of, of having to imprison me. And the judge said, oh, no, no, yes, it did. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, but it was so unkind. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on in this planet? So she was going to send me to prison on Wednesday, but what stopped her was she's ordered, I kid you not, a psychiatric evaluation. Oh, my because God. Because she cannot oh understand. She can't understand what would possess me to want to go to somewhere that's 200 miles away to run against this particular person unless there's something wrong with me, okay? So she's put off the sentence for a psychiatric evaluation, and I'm going to be sentenced on the 16th of December, which is four days after the general election. And I'll tell you what, I've never wanted to win something so badly in all my life now. I am. I think the judge expected me to just drop it all and just quietly go away and not engage and just let it go. Guess what, Joshua? That's like, she's just poked a bear right now. Cause mm -hmm. I am, I just want to win this so badly. And I my the, the conditions, right. That the judges imposed is that I'm banned from entering the constituency of Broxtow in Nottingham banned from the location. They drew a map to show the boundaries so I cannot go and campaign there at all in person. And I cannot mention my opponent, the key opponent, the person who's been the incumbent there for nine years. I am not allowed to mention the name online, on social media, anywhere publicly. So, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but that at, it, at its core is the very <sighs> definition of election interference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, to prevent you from entering your constituency at, mm -hmm. at best is illegal. And to not be allowed to mention that person's name. Who you should air. be, you should be able to face your accuser. Ah, the, opponent, my political opponent well, has been protected by the state, by the establishment, by the judiciary. The judiciary stepped over the line as, and interfered mm -hmm. with our politics. And that is against... That is against the rules, Joshua. You are yeah. correct. It is against election law, but we're living in a, you know, we're living in a world where Shifty Schiff sits in Congress and makes up a whole pack of a conversation, total lies right. with impunity. The, the, the law is being laughed at when it comes to that side, uh, considering it. But if we say anything, then they just want everything thrown at us. And, and, I can tell you, thankfully, um, 
I mean, I'm I'm trying with my social media campaign to get memes out, and I've got a small group of people who are behind me, and they are doing their utmost to retweet, tweet stuff out because they can. Everybody else can talk. Thank God can mention her, and you know can talk about her and say whatever they want. I just cannot retweet. I can't do anything that would have her name in it. She can talk about me, if, right? But she, I can't talk about her. It is absolutely incredible and so wrong. And this is England. And it's just, you just wouldn't credit this happening now. But yeah. it exposes the, the corruption of the police because the police know I did nothing wrong. Actually, I'll tell you what, Joshua, if you don't mind, what I'll do is I'm going to read out this little bit of uh, how, I mean, I didn't know this, how I'm me regarded by the uh, the police and yeah. the the intelligence services or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Go go right ahead. Okay, uh, it's my name. Amy Dalamura is one of five named individuals who are believed to have played a significant role in both physical protests, which have experienced disorder, and their involvement in promoting and encouraging such activity. Their presence, so one of five people who I don't know who they are, besides me, has been evidenced at other protests, including Free Tommy Robinson. A key concern is the extent of their social media coverage and resulting influence, which is assessed to attract potentially vulnerable persons with extremist views, who may then be subjected to varying degrees of radicalization providing a platform on which to effectively weaponize persons at protests or events as the EU exit deadlines draw closer. That's, uh, that's pretty incredible. You must, you must feel uh, very powerful. Well, I mean, <laughs> I am, I can tell you, I, the, to be honest, Joshua, I am, I am so disgusted with how I'm being, portrayed i mean my you know my um, i have a platform i've got i haven't got you know thousands i've got a few thousand followers in you know in various things but i've never organized any events to you know i've, I've never done anything other than speak about brexit and law and order and justice and uh freedom of speech so to 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 to, to put me into this radicalized extremist uh box <laughs> is just it, this is a, this is a really good example which is i wanted to ask you this question but this is the right time given what the police are claiming that you're capable of or that you do knowing that the centrists or the conservatives the right side whatever you want to call it we're already claiming that that's going on with a lot of the, the Muslim groups, not all Muslims, but there's Muslim groups, especially in the UK that are out in the streets, marching, rioting, assaulting, they're radicalized, right? We know that terrorism is because of radicalized Muslims. We know that the left is radicalized. I mean, look what's happening in the US with Antifa mm -hmm. and in France and other countries. Why why is it that the centrists, the conservatives, the Republicans, why is it that we are not taking charge? 
look what we're allowing the left and you know these radicalized um, liberals to do to us? Why are we not responding with that same kind of charge and allegation? Yeah, uh, you know what, Joshua? I absolutely I, that's a very good question, and I have uh, what I'll add to that is what does actually infuriate me when I've witnessed, uh, when I've listened to the media, especially in the States, because we don't really have conservative media here anymore, is that they, instead of the taking a stand and saying, look, you are violent, your lot's violent, you're doing this, you're doing that, it's this, oh, well, it's on both sides. You know, both sides have to be careful, both sides. And it's not both sides. It yeah. is one side and one side only, and it's the left. It's the left who are the violent ones, abusive ones, really despicable people. And what we're not doing is standing up for our side. So, you know, I listen to them on, on even, I hate to talk about, but, but with Fox, when I listen to them, they don't say, no, no, wait a minute. You, it's not us. We don't, we're not violent. We're fair. Mm-hmm. You're the ones who are doing this. It's just this, everybody must be careful. Yes, everybody has to be careful. So they're taking away the 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 actual accusation that they're, they're, they're taking the energy away from where it should be pointed which is on the left and that's what we're too soft too soft too too tolerant it's it just it just i think it's to the point where well this is what's happening we're now mm-hmm. being completely trounced on to the point where we're listening to this stupid stuff with the impeachment because obviously as well the media the, the fake stream media have been totally co-opted by the globalist, you know, the usual labels of just, they're just not, yeah. uh, they don't believe in, in right law and order. They're just looking out from, from a different viewpoint, Joshua. So it is, it is, uh, it's very, very weird. And also, can I tell you that, that my campaign, right. I'm now not even being mentioned as far as that location goes, I've just saw an article in the independent online talking about actually as it happened, the particular person who's responsible for my silencing and ousting of the area and mentioned the other candidates as with regard to the election, but didn't mention my name even as being a candidate. So I'm, and I'm also, not being mentioned on on what they call the hustings, which is where they um, it's like a where they get together, the candidates get together on a stage, and people can question them about their policies. So I've been left off of the invitation to the to those gatherings. So I don't exist as far as people on the ground in Broxstow go. They they don't even know unless they've heard of me by my based Amy. I mean, that's how I did manage to get the, the 10 people to, to agree to me being um, a candidate is that they knew my social media. Um, they knew me through that, through my activism, I suppose, from the last couple of years. So, but, you know, as you and I know, how many, there's so many people who don't even go on social media. They don't know where to go and they don't know where to look. And so that's where the ground game is crucial for those uh electoral people you know so 
I don't know. I've, I, this is now uh, I have to. And the judge just said, "This is the other thing." Is the judge said, "Oh well, you know, she can just do it on social media. She doesn't have to go. Why does she have to go there? You know, she's just completely well. She's not thinking that I have a chance. I mean, really, she's making sure that I don't have a, a fair chance because she's in, inflicted this gagging order and banning order. And um, but the 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 one thing that is happening now is that Robin. Tilbrook, who's the chairman of the English Democrats, is putting in three appeals for this situation. The appeal against the bail conditions and the judicial review of the judgment and also the obviously the the abuse of our rights as a, as a democratic society to to have free and fair elections, which goes against it's, it's Article six of the Human Rights Act is Actually, no. Article six, sorry, is my is a fair trial, which I obviously didn't have either. Right. Oh my God, Joshua! If I wasn't going through it and I didn't know the truth, I just, I just, I would, I just wouldn't believe it, it could be happening. But it is, and I've got all the evidence to show I'm completely and utterly innocent. And and it's a uh, well. This is why uh, this is why I enjoy having you uh, a part of my podcast because. The one thing that I've said since 2009, when I was living in Ireland and I came back to the United States, I knew then whatever happened in Europe would follow to the United States. Mm -hmm. And people need to hear what's happening to you and others to know that we're not that far behind if we don't start taking back our control. Absolutely. Now, honestly, it is, it is, it works both ways. We, we, what happens in America does come over here and what happens here does go on there. And I, I think some people are, are uh, underestimating how long it's going to be because I, I mean, I actually believe that it's, it, well, it's already happening there, mm-hmm. Joshua, it's already happening. What, what is going on with people being silenced, uh, shut down, not being able to, to do speeches, being hounded out of, um, of talks, not being able to go to universities to speak. I mean, it's going on. It is going on in America. We're, the world is at war. You can call it a war on ideals. You can call it a war on politics. You can call it a war on our rights, but we are at war. The free world is definitely at war against cultural Marxism, mm-hmm. against the Islamification of our cultures, the, the shutting down of our cultures. And this is where people don't some a lot of people don't understand the implications is that there's nowhere to go from here if england becomes more islamified there is nowhere to go to other than obviously america which i can go to but i'm not going to do that but i mean america is the same it's like these this is the free world to this is where people come to escape from oppression escape from the the dictatorships that they've been put under and, and if this country falls, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere for the people to go to to escape. So, and I'm telling you, that there's way too many people still either asleep or apathetic. They've been, they have been, Project Mockingbirded, and you know, this whole mind control, the, the same thing. And um, it, it is, it is a full on at full swing, and we are well behind in in the sort of reaction to it because well look at look at what's going on on the internet you know i i do believe that my youtube channel will be shut down because there's the warning that on the first of december they're going to just get rid of of uh youtube channels that aren't uh viable um 
-hmm. economically viable or something. And I know that looking at my figures, that they are claiming that my that they've put really like I'm down fifty percent or something, which I'm not. But in their in their little stats, they're showing big red figures. So I can see that they're just going to flip the switch and I'll be gone. You know, I mean, which has happened to a lot of people already. But this is an even bigger. Yeah, they're going to go yeah. after the political ones that they don't agree with. And that's already happening happening to uh, someone else that I've met who's got a pretty big following on YouTube. And he's looking at the same thing that mm. um, his channel will be gone. So it's, the frustration is that we don't have the, the, the backup to, for our, we've, there's a lot of channels coming out. There's a lot of, you know, the bit shoots and the, you know, three speak and you know different sort of platforms that people are trying to produce but there just is not a youtube there's just not another youtube there's not another twitter that that people are just going to jump on and and it be sort of viral if you like facebook yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. like parlor or parlay whatever you want to call it. it it it's not even all that great nobody's really using that so but a lot I mean. of I, I blame i blame our our group our side the right the centrist whatever you want to call us i blame us because it would work if everybody mm -hmm. would just do what we need to do and, and go on. Yep. Uh, true. True. But, uh, but the problem is again, is that there's just too many, you've got let's say there's part but there's also me, we, you know, there's, there's uh, I said, there's, there's just too many. That's the mm. problem is that obviously YouTube was the only outlet. And so of course everybody went to it and then everything else filtered off that to open different ones, but none of the other ones are in the conscious on the, you know, in the mindset of everybody to to switch to and to try to get people to do it it's very difficult isn't it i, I do agree with you joshua we, we are unfortunately too independently minded that's what happens with you know when the movements you know we try to create these movements in this country especially where it's just too fractured i mean all the all the uh, parties that have sort of popped up that are Patriots, pro-Brexit parties, um, there's just the fracture. They fracture everything and just split it up into too many pieces, which means that they won't become a, a real force. Obviously, the the Brexit party. I tell you what, Joshua, I'm so f furious with Nigel Farage for what he did with taking out those all those people. I I actually thought we were going to have a revolution. I thought that. I mean, I'm in the English Democrats. I didn't get invited to go with the uh, Brexit party. But the English Democrats, is, is it's ideologically very similar. You know, that's that's the thing. It's a patriotic party. We want what's best for England. We want to control migration. We want to just, you know, be let people be proud to be English again. And that's the same thing for the Brexit party. You know, I mean, we just want our freedom back. And for Nigel to have just withdrawn over 300 people is just so galling because it meant that other people who were going to run chose not to because they didn't want to step on his party. Um, and then he withdrew them at the last second, which meant that nobody else could jump in because of the deadline. So it's really just so irksome. But I'm standing, Joshua. <laughs> I mean, I'll, see, if I, if I get in, then I would obviously be in the camp of the Brexit party as far as policies go. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. same idea, but because well, the Boris thing is a complete uh, con. It's a total con job, what he's talking about. I don't know if you realize that, but... 
No, I mean, there's, there's still things I'm trying to follow and, but here's, here's one thing I want to offer to you before I let you go today. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got an election coming up. So yes. what I want you to do, pick a date and a time that gives you a little bit of, of uh, you know, time to spread the word. And let's do a live cast over on CastBox. You've joined me on that before. It has an interactive chat. And why don't we do um, something for your campaign, but advertise it in that area. Um, and let's get you some publicity. Let people talk to you and ask you questions. You don't have to step foot in your constituency, but let's at least allow your constituents to talk to you. How does that sound? That is absolutely brilliant, Joshua. I really, really appreciate it. That would be brilliant. So definitely uh, work on a, a date and I will participate gladly and be very appreciative of the of the publicity because, um, yeah, I need all the help I can get. We need to beat the establishment. We need to take on the establishment and I need to win. I need to get in there to sort of try and just make my voice heard and make I want to be the voice of the Brexiteers, of the people. Mm. You know, that's where I really genuinely want to be in Parliament. So if you can do that, Joshua, I would be most grateful. Oh, of course. you. I've got your back as much as I can from this side of the pond, but I know those that are listening to these episodes with you, they're following you. So, it'll. I mean, it'll be good for us, um, you know, and it gives you a format to to speak freely. So Fantastic. You just can I can I ask you to just please do share my uh, social media uh, handles because I absolutely more than ever need people to be following me on Twitter, which is uh, at Real Based Amy, and obviously my YouTube channel is where I'm trying to upload messages uh, to do with the campaign. So my YouTube is based Amy, and if people can, if they can, if anybody can support me in any way financially to help me with the campaign because it obviously is costs to do everything. And I've got the legal costs as well. They, they hit me with a 1200 pound bill for this trial. If you can believe it, Joshua, I mean, and I've also got 2400 pound bill, which is like $3,000 for over $3,000 for the, the barrister who didn't win the case for me. Mm. So, I mean, it's just, it's just money everywhere. And that's another reason why people suffer so much in this country is that the government counts on the fact that people cannot afford to defend themselves. And, and so they take a plea deal or they end up in prison and can't fight it. So we need, I need to, I, I want to just do what I can as best I can, but I do need as much help as people can give to help me fight, do my bit with, for freedom, for, for the, for our democratic rights. I, it's saying all these words, Joshua, I just can't believe I'm saying it. You know, it's just, it is truly quite surreal and sad and tragic, but I will fight on, I will not give in. I will never give up and I will never, ever, ever surrender. And that's the it. way that it should be. Uh, yeah. And all of your details are still at the basedamy.com. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. The, the links are there. And I'll, I'll get everything. Sure. I'll get everything in the description of the podcast as well. So if anybody is listening, they'll be able just to scroll down on the page, see all of your information there. Uh, And uh, definitely keep in touch with me. Let's keep this going. Um, You know, we've got a couple of weeks before election. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll even do a live election uh, broadcast just to kind of see what's going on on that side. Fantastic. And um, thank you. Of course, of course you, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've come close, uh, you know, over the past, 
six or seven months or so that we've been doing these together. So from popping um, the blimp. <laughs> good things come out of small oh. small events. So uh, yeah, thank we'll you, Josh, so much. Oh, you're more than welcome, and thank you for being with me today. And anybody that's listening, scroll down, follow. I have Amy. to do my my sign off and say, "Based Amy out." Until next time, thank you everybody for listening to the American Perspective. Don't forget to follow Amy and all of her events, her campaigns. If you want to fund her, basedamy.com. But again, all that stuff's going to be down below. So just scroll down. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>